Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. This week, the story of Martin Phillips and the Chills makes the big screen. One of the most enduring and critically successful. One of our greatest bands ever. We thought we were going to rule the world. The Hustle offers the sincerest form of flattery to 80s favourite dirty rotten scoundrels. Impressive. I'm a con artist. Sisters in arms. I had no idea how small time I was until I met you. Penny. Why are women better suited to the con than men? Because we're used to faking it. And the unlikely pairing of Seth Rogen and Charlize Theron. It's a long shot, but it might just work. Is the Secretary of State looking at us? I kind of know her. It's like kind of knowing a mermaid. Do you tell people that? She probably doesn't remember who I am. Secretary Field would like to speak with you. With me? Hello, I'm Simon Morris. Last week, I wondered where half the movie audience had got to this year. Certainly, kids and comic book fans are being swamped with bright, shiny blockbusters. And older audiences, still loyal to their suburban art houses, are regularly catered for, if not always well catered for. But what about the ones in the middle? The ones who are too old for Spider-Man and too young for the best exotic Marigold Hotel? Where are they? We have won the Great War. Now we will win the last war. Well, the obvious answer is they're at home watching things like Game of Thrones and Killing Eve on demand on their TVs and computers. Pundits are writing earnest theses on the demise of the three-act drama at the hands of the 50 or 60 episode binge-watch box set. But does this middle audience only want deep-dish immersive entertainment now? Is your dad in the service? He was. Do you feel safe living with your dad? We didn't need to be rescued. Your dad needs to provide you shelter and a place to live. He did. The continuing success of film festivals and hits from film festivals like Leave No Trace suggests there's still an interest in stories with a beginning, a middle and an end, even if that interest is so poorly catered to by the mainstream studios at the moment. Hail Caesar is a prestige picture with one of the biggest stars in the world, Baird Whitlock. A truth we could see if we had, but... If we had... This is the time of big, endless franchises right now. It seems nobody cares about looking for the modern equivalent of Coppola or Spielberg, Hitchcock or Billy Wilder, David Lean or John Huston. Harry, what is it? The uh, stuff that dreams are made of. Instead, the studios are only interested in backing an established formula. Right now, that includes the rock biopic, documentary or dramatised. 
Mark these words. No one will play it clean. Fortune favours the bold. Freddie, concerning your private life. What more do you need to know? I make music. Well, my own interest in music biopics is generally limited to the actual music. I'm less keen on what generally happens in these films. The hard slog uphill, the self-indulgence at the top of the hill, and the miserable drug-fueled toboggan down the hill at the end. Well, following the success of the by-the-book Freddie Mercury story Bohemian Rhapsody comes a local equivalent about Dunedin band The Chills. Most of The Chills music that exists is me as either a teenager or a young man. I want to bring that story up to date, leave a much more honest picture of who I am. Meanwhile, another common shortcut to success is to take a previously popular comedy and remake it with a gender switch. We've seen female Ghostbusters and Ocean's Eleven, now bring on the all-women Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. What do you want, Penny? I want this! Like, look at this place! I had no idea how small time I was until I met you. Teach me your sugar baby ways. Shape me into something great and richer. The hustle is, frankly, all you're expecting, only less, though certainly not for want of trying. And finally, when all else fails, there's the less fashionable approach of writing something new for somebody good. What is your favourite book as a kid? The Velveteen Rabbit. Favourite song? Must have been Love by Roxette. Most embarrassing moment. I don't embarrass that easily. I don't either, really. What's your favourite sexual position? Normal? Front-facing <laughs> normal? What kind of question That's is that? That's all it took. Look at you. Uh, what, what's your favourite sexual position? Don't be gross, Frank. This mostly only works when the somebody good is also highly bankable, like stars Seth Rogen and Charlize Theron. More on the aptly titled Long Shot later. But first, The Chills. Sometimes in isolated places, amazing things can happen because you sort of believe that, well, maybe no one will ever hear this, so we might as well just do what the hell we want. The extended title of the Chills documentary, The Triumph and Tragedy of Martin Phillips, is a little inaccurate. Martin Phillips very nearly made it, and his songs were charming, catchy, even, to coin a phrase, occasionally heavenly. But there was never any chance that the quirky Dunedin band was ever going to be any threat to Madonna or Springsteen. I remember hearing Heavenly Puppet for the first time. Maybe this is it. It should have been. And the tragedy part is a little overstated too. Martin is still around, albeit in more modest circumstances than his glory years, still playing and recording. But personally, like so many musicians here and anywhere, his life has unravelled somewhat. I do have regrets. I've told myself the appropriate lies. go to great lengths to create the self-serving reality. The Chills started in the early 80s, the time of the Dunedin Sound and the launch of Flying Nun Records. And while leader Martin Phillips was a rather diffident frontman, Dunedin didn't really go in for rock exhibitionists, he was also fiercely ambitious and a terrific songwriter. I remember being terrified the first time I had to get on stage. You're just not really on any level. And then suddenly the drummer's counting off the first song and you just kind of have to do it. And there are people looking at you and expecting things. It's traumatic. But at the end of the night, it's the biggest buzz you've ever had and you want more of it. 
If the film does nothing else, it reminds fans of the Chills just how good the band's greatest hits were. Opening with the 60s pastiche kaleidoscope world, Martin took a turn to the dark side with an ominous little number that stopped everyone in their tracks. Pink Frost even attracted the attention of Iggy Pop. Pink Frost by the Chills, oh, it's a fine art according to me. It's a remarkable song. It defines a whole sort of year of New Zealand music, I think. There was a sort of experimentalism to that line-up had that was, I think they went to a lot of new places. By then, the Chills had taken off to London, where they were greeted with rave reviews from the likes of DJ John Peel. On the downside, they started shedding members at an alarming rate. But for the band and their then-manager, Craig Taylor, the future couldn't have been brighter. Phillips and the Chills sold their music to more than 100,000 people worldwide. One of the most enduring and critically successful. One of our greatest bands ever. We thought we were going to rule the world. But good reviews were one thing, a reliable income was another, and the work in Europe was sporadic at best. As the songwriter, Martin Phillips was insulated from many of the money worries, but for the rest of the band it was a different story. And worse, Martin didn't seem to care. They always did make me feel a bit anxious. You didn't know whether you were needed or whether you were expendable. I felt like I wasn't valued and I had nothing to offer. So band members came and band members went. Over the years, there were over 30 chills. But the one thing the band needed was that elusive thing, the great big solid gold overseas hit. And it never came. There's a lot to be accomplished and there's such an uncertain amount of time now. Getting rid of my collection is part of the process of trying to make my life more orderly. So that's the story of the chills, and it's a not uncommon one for New Zealand artists. Off to conquer the world, a big initial splash, and then, well, not quite. The chills got closer than most, but for the unconverted, is that enough to sustain a 90-minute story? Just strip back to what is important to me now as a, well, a strange sort of grown-up. Martin had such an individual style, both musically but also personally. There was a little bit of alienation lurking. To the credit of the two directors, Englishman Rob Curry and New Zealand's Julia Parnell, they're savvy enough to construct a stronger central narrative, focusing on Martin Phillips himself, determined to set the record straight despite encroaching health issues. 80% of your liver is no longer functioning. You've got a 31% chance of dying within 6 to 12 months. There's not much attempt to analyse the actual music other than to suggest that some members of the Chills were rather underappreciated, both artistically and financially, and that, like so many driven artists, Phillips was often his own worst enemy. But the songs were wonderful, and in music, that's enough. It's almost enough for a film, too. I thought that, you know, we come off stage and I'd tell everybody, wasn't that great? Thank you. Maybe not. The story of the Chills... And get to the end of the chapter and the band breaks up. 
I blame myself, really, when the studios about ten years or so ago were making such heavy weather of finding good material for women-driven movies, I suggested, half-joking, that the answer was simple. Just get some well-known movie scripts and change the male leads to women. Which led to movies like The Hustle. I'll just get a glass of water, please. I have to save all my money because I'm here to find my sister. She's been taken. Taken? Like? Like by men who sell hot white virgins to kajillionaires on yachts. The Hustle is a blatant remake of an old 80s favourite, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, which itself was a reboot of a 60s comedy called Bedtime Story, starring David Niven and Marlon Brando as rival con men. Dirty Rotten Scoundrels was a big improvement on its predecessor, thanks entirely to its casting of Michael Caine and Steve Martin. The Hustle isn't quite so fortunate. I am very moved by your story. Order anything you like. I'll have a club sandwich and an order of fries. Two slices of cake. Do you want any cake? No. Three slices of cake and a Diet Coke. The allure of Australian farceurs Rebel Wilson continues to elude me, though I know a lot of women who pronounce her hilarious. Here she plays the crass, low-rent crook Penny, shaking down men for a few hundred euros. Impressive. I'm a con artist. Sisters in arms. I had no idea how small-time I was until I met you. Penny. Why are women better suited to the con than men? Because we're used to faking it. Watching her and cringing is the sophisticated career criminal Josephine, played by that perennial good sport Anne Hathaway. She tries to find a way to remove the brash penny from the profitable hunting ground of the French Riviera, but it becomes clear that her rival is not so easy to dislodge. But what you're not getting is that a girl like me could make it real uncomfortable for you in this town. Just take one phone call. Hello, Interpol. Penny blackmails Josephine into being a sort of con artist Yoda to her Luke Skywalker, teaching her the ways of the high-end grifter. And the story then runs onto the slick, well-oiled tracks of the first two movies. He's the mark. He's a tech millionaire. Billionaire, I bet. Try to be as inconspicuous as possible. Andrew. Yep, blind person walking here. If this person would just scoot over. Would you mind, sir? Sir? Even in the 60s, the ploy of pretending to be the handicapped sibling of the millionaire's would-be fiancé, scaring the victim into paying her off, was pretty tasteless. Marlon Brando couldn't do much with it, and 20 years later it took all the skill and charm of the stars of Dirty Rotten Scoundrels to get away with it. Release the peasants! She must mean pheasants, yeah? Don't worry, darling, it's a terrible shot. <laughs> That was unexpected. Well, I'm sorry, Rebel Wilson and Anne Hathaway. You're no Steve Martin or Michael Caine. I'd also point out that director Chris Addison is no Frank Oz either. First lesson, there's nothing more compelling to a man than a vulnerable woman. Observe. Wow, you can just tear up like that. Can you make the tear roll down your cheek? Oh, oh. No, you try. Are you constipated? The story sags and drags where it ought to skip and fly. I generally like Anne Hathaway, but here she's saddled with a compromised script and unhelpful co-stars, Rebel Wilson and later the forgettable Alex Sharp playing the hustle's straight man. 
Miss, excuse me, you can have my chair. Oh, a hero. Oh, but it's not necessary. Perhaps if um, this person scoots over, we could just squeeze in another chair. Oh, yeah. Do you mind, sir? Mm-hmm. Or do you mind? Just, um... Right behind you. Oh. The job of feminising the original scripts goes to another newcomer, Jack Schaefer, who seems to be cornering an interesting market. She's currently hard at work on another women-driven project for Marvel Comics, the long-awaited Black Widow feature starring Scarlett Johansson. Because no man will ever believe a woman is smarter than he is. Is it valuable? $500,000. I like it because it's shiny. Maybe action-adventure is a better fit for Schaefer than knockabout comedy. As for the continuing interest in regendering old successful comedies, my attitude is go ahead. Just stay away from films that I like. If you want to be like me, you must be trained for any situation. She's ready. This leaves plenty of opportunities for development, of course. For instance, the entire back catalogue of Adam Sandler is there for the taking if Rebel Wilson is interested. Men always underestimate us, and that is what we use. You let her get away! Sometimes you see a poster or a trailer for an upcoming movie and your instant reaction is positive, even after decades of disappointments and letdowns. Just such a feeling was the one when I saw the team-up leading an R-rated romantic comedy called Longshot. It stars Seth Rogen and Charlize Theron. And honestly, guys don't really want to date women who are more powerful than them. They think they do, but it's a big shriveler. Oof. Mm-hmm. Dick Strivler is my favorite Batman villain, though, so. You gonna ask why I'm still single? No, I get it. (laughs) The fact is, neither Seth nor Charlize have ever let me down as performers. Sure, they've been in a few clunkers like everyone, but they were never the ones doing the clunking. Seth Rogen is funny, smart and endearing. Charlize is beautiful, talented and a little scary. And Longshot seems to define sweet and sour. Jesus! Why would you just barge in here while I'm sleeping? You were sleeping? Yes, I was micro napping. Oh, that's what you call that? Yes. Sorry, I didn't. I didn't realize you were sleeping. You were standing, and your eyes were open. Do you need something? I have. I have some jokes that I wrote. I was gonna run by you if you have a second. Yeah, that was actually a really good nap. Great. Seemed very restful. The setup is promising too. Charlize plays Charlotte Field, the young, attractive but fiercely intelligent Secretary of State who's about to make a run for president. Remind you of anyone? Charlotte, I would like to endorse you to be the next president of the United States. Oh my God, you've been a great secretary. Of state. Which state again? All of them. That's right, she's an American Jacinda Ardern, this time working for an idiot male president, a former actor whose sole qualification for the job is he once played the president in a TV show. Is the Secretary of State looking at us? I kind of know her. It's like kind of known a mermaid. Do you tell people that? She probably doesn't remember who I am. Secretary Field would like to speak with you. With me? Seth Rogen, on the other hand, plays a political journo called Fred Flasky, whose writing skills are undermined by an uncanny inability to hold down a job. But it turns out he's vaguely connected to the high-flying politician. I can't shake this feeling that we know each other. We do. We do? Picture me, I guess, maybe like 20 years younger, but like this. 
Borsky? Yeah. What are you doing these days? I'm a journalist. They run into each other at a party and suddenly the penny drops. Charlotte used to babysit 13-year-old Fred back in the day. They chat for a moment, they part. But Charlotte needs a writer, Fred's just been fired again and he may be just the man she needs. You're a great writer, but sometimes you're a little too much. I don't think I am too much, I think I'm the perfect right portion. It's really nice to see you again. So far, so just about plausible. The fact is that Charlotte has many valuable skills, but she's a little short on popular appeal. The voters admire her, but they think she's out of touch with their interests, meaning the whole social media popular culture thing that is Fred's area of expertise. I need some writers to punch up my speeches. Fred's writing is really good, and he knows me. Oh, I feel so scared. In order to write better for you, I should kind of get to know you better if you have a minute. I actually have seven. Seven minutes in heaven. (laughs) It's also Seth Rogen's area of expertise, of course, far more than Charlize Theron's. But while Charlize has been brilliant in several dark comedy dramas over the years, I think of Tully and Young Adult, you'd never think of her as silly exactly. Not like this. Good? I don't feel anything. You don't feel it? The story of opposites attracting, not to mention the lowly reporter falling for the high society dame, is a tale as old as time, of course, or at least as old as it happened one night or Roman holiday. But this one has its own charms, thanks to its two leads. Do you like date? I mean, who wants to follow me around the world and hope I have five minutes to be affectionate? Yeah. We did almost just die. We actually did almost die. We need to move you. Thank you, Agent M. Interestingly, it wasn't written by Seth Rogen or even his old boss, Judd Apatow. Dan Sterling comes from TV comedy like Girls and the American Office, while Liz Hanna's background is mostly politics, notably the film The Post. And the strength of the politics underlying Longshot is another reason it works so well. It's Pretty Woman, but she's Richard Gere and you're Julia Roberts. Honestly, this has been the best few weeks of my entire life. When Charlotte and Fred finally get together... Oh, come on, how could that possibly be a spoiler? Lying in wait for them is the unscrupulous media. In particular, a right-wing TV news channel can't wait to get its teeth into the couple. We asked a thousand constituents how they would feel if Kate Middleton... I see where you're going with this. ...were to start dating Danny DeVito. Pretty negative reaction. And every step of the couple's relationship is shadowed by the dreaded polls. This is almost as much a political comedy as it is an old-fashioned rom-com. Almost. But director Jonathan Levine and stars Seth Rogen and Charlize Theron know what they've got here. The last time you got high was at a Sing Doctor's concert. We had a situation. I'm in so much trouble. What's happened? Are they out of water? It's the best unlikely pair-up since Jack Black and Angelina Jolie in Kung Fu Panda, and it works equally well. In fact, I can't remember the last time a film worked as well as the poster suggested it might. Oh, yes, I can. This time. And on that enthusiastic endorsement of truth in advertising, it's time to go. I'm Simon Morris, and I hope you'll join me at the movies same time next week. 
Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.